Trying to be doing that bullshit. bullshit, bullshit. Another artist spotlight at the end of this episode, uh, Kayla J from Portland. I was up in Portland a couple weeks ago, and um, and somebody was like, "Yo, we got good hip hop up here, blah blah blah." And they sent me a playlist, and the first person on the playlist was Kayla J, and I love this shit. I uh, and I uh, I hit her up on. Uh, you know, I got in touch with her and, uh, she said I could use her song. So that's going to be playing at the end of the episode. It'll be the, it'll be the whole song. Um, it's called, um, I've been, I've been nice. Um, and it's off the album Dyke. I've been nice. Um, that's going to be playing at the end of the episode. Now, um, I right after I went to Portland, I went to uh the Big Sky Comedy Festival in Billings, Montana. Um it's it's a it's a competition. I came in third place. It or part of it is a competition, but uh, the key thing about shit like that, uh this one in particular, is that uh you you meet comics from all over the country you know, that you may not have known and you, you know, it's a bonding thing. We went ax throwing and, um, you know, various activities and shit. Um, they, they really do a lot for the comics out there. You know, they throw, you gotta book your own flight. If you get it, you gotta book your own flight, but they, you know, they give you a little hotel, you know, all your meals is taken care of, all your travel is taken care of. They drive you everywhere. Um, you know, they, they hook niggas up with, you know, uh, if, you know, haircuts, headshots, damn industry panel questions and answers, you know, all of that on top of all the shows and, you know, uh, writing sessions, all that, all those little things. Um, comics from, you know, there was, there was comics from anywhere from like one year into like myself, nine, 10 years in. There was actually one dude there that was like, 15 or 18 years in. So, you know, it's, it's, it, you, it, you get that, that whole melting pot of, uh, of comedians. It was, it was, a, it was a good experience. I'm exhausted. Um, and the travel was shit. First of all, fuck Alaska Airlines. Um, I mean, dude, I was on, I was on three Alaska flights and two of them were delayed. And I'm talking about not delay, like I'm talking about we, we were sitting on the plane and then they made everybody get off the plane, you know, for indiscriminate amount. That's how my trip started. I left LA to go to Portland. <clears throat> we sitting on the plane for about 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then they make everybody deboard the plane for a mechanical issue. So last. So we did, we deboard the plane. They don't know how long it's going to take. Then they come over to announce the speaker and tell us it's going to be about three or four hours. I was like, fuck. Then they say, okay, well, we got it. We have a, we have a shuttle bus. This was from Burbank. We have a shuttle bus to LAX that'll get you on a flight to Portland, you know? And so everybody gets out of line, gets in line for the shuttle bus. Then they come back over to speak and go, never mind. We're going to take off. So now I'm like, 
I don't know what the what, what was wrong with the plane that was going to take four hours. Now it's now it's done. So now the whole the whole time I'm on this motherfucking plane, I'm I'm uncomfortable because I don't know if somebody took a shortcut, if they half-assed it, they switched planes. I don't know. It's a fucking nightmare. That's how my mind works. I go, I gotta go through all the negative possibilities. So anyway. Um, I'm catch. I try to catch a flight straight from Portland to uh, to Montana. You know, and uh, you know, I did all. I booked all this ahead of time. So then I'm on my way to. First of all, oh yeah, shout out to all the people in Portland that put me on. Um, um, yeah, I had a lot of fun up there. A lot of you know, decent, friendly comedy scene. At least they was friendly to me. You know, I don't know what what the politics of it is, but there's politics in every scene. So who the fuck knows? But I had a good time. Everybody was welcoming, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I try to catch a flight straight from Billings to, I mean, from Portland to Billings, Montana. And we get close to the airport. And for some reason, they closed down this one lane at the airport. Because, you know, we I, we left with ample time, all this. And they closed down this one lane. So I'm running behind. I'm running behind. This is with a TSA fucking just kicks me in the dick the first time. Right. So. So I'm um, where I'm waiting in line. I'm running behind. I got like, I don't know, 25 minutes for this plane take off. But I'm halfway through the line. I'm, I, you know, it, it's going to be close. I might have to sprint, but I could make it if I can get through TSA, you know, in a timely manner. Why the TSA agent will come up behind us and go, hey, we closing off this line. All of y'all need to walk to the others, like all the way to the other side of the airport, dog. This is like a half a mile. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it was like a third of a mile, but it was like, <laughs> it was so defeating, dog. And, but I go anyway. I, 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 I press on. I get to the other side of the airport, fly through the TSA. Got it. Now I got to run all the way back to the other side of the airport because that's where my gate was, which is why I was in that first TSA. So, you know, I get through security and got to go all the way back across the airport. I barely get up. I still make it to my plane with seven minutes left. Why that motherfucker was gone already? Seven minutes before it was supposed to take off, they took off early. You know, I, I was just so pissed. But the, but the, the, see, here, here, here's the wild shit. My experience with Alaska Airlines had nothing to do with the employees. They were all nice. You know, this lady, um, she rescheduled my flight. You know, she, she booked. So now she was like, okay, I can put you on a flight. It's in three hours. It's from here to Seattle, then from Seattle to Montana. I'm like, bad, bad, bad. So I wait the three hours. I get on a flight to Seattle. I'm sitting on a plane the wrong way. Why this motherfucker tell us to get off the plane again? Again, my nigga. Another, the same fucking situation. This time it wasn't mechanical. It was, it was, it was weather because flying into Seattle sucks because it's always all this fog. And planes are often delayed in or out. And it was so much problem with visibility, they just wouldn't let us take off, even though we wasn't nowhere near Seattle yet. So we off the plane for about 15 minutes. They make us get back on the plane. Now we get to the other, we get to Seattle. And 
I barely missed the connecting flight because we were delayed. My coming in flight was delayed. Now, they, now there's about four or five of us that was in a similar situation that was all trying to catch that connecting flight. We landed, and they're gone. They're gone already. And come to find out, um, another comedian that was on their way was on that flight, and they weren't even gone yet. They just had closed the gate. It was no one there. There was no one there to tell me any of this, you know. Um, I only noticed because I was in the Facebook group with the other comedians and then somebody was like, I thought we was on the same flight. I'm like, yo, you, how are you, how are you messaging me right now? <laughs> you know, he's like, yo, we still on the ground. It was nobody out there that let me through the gate and then so, so the, oh, I was so pissed, bro. I go up to the front, um, to the Alaska counter or whatever. And basically what they tell me is the next available flight is the next day at like one or 3 PM. I can't remember which. So I got, <laughs> So I'm basically, I'm going to have to be in this airport for like 17, 18 hours, you know? God damn it. And the, and they can't give me a hotel because, because the flight was delayed because of weather. It's not they, that's not their problem. That's basically their policy. Because the flight was delayed because of weather. They don't have to, they don't owe me shit. So I just got to wait. So, you know. I'm I'm waiting. I'm trying to kill the time. None of the food is open, you know. So I'm I'm I leave out the airport. I'm walking around. I'm smoking a joint. I come back in. I kick it for a little bit. Walk by guy. Smoke another joint. Come back. You know. By the end of the night, man, I I had gone. I had probably gone through TSA like six, seven motherfucking times, right? And it was a breeze, you know, because I you know by the third time I had it down pat. My whole routine. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm saying, what up to the guys, blah, 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 blah. Then it starts getting like closer to morning time. So, th- you know, just about my six, seven time going through TSA. I'm, I'm coming through. And I run into the one black person. And this whole trip, I didn't see a lot of black people, especially in Portland. It's, it's suspiciously few black people in Portland. You know, it, it's weird because they all very woke. A lot of Black Lives Matter signs and, and, and shit like that. But it's not very many you don't see very many black people. All the black people I saw was comedians. I ain't see no other black people the whole time I was in Portland. So, I'm, you know, the same goes for Seattle. I mean, I, the, in this whole airport, I think I ran into one other black person. And he was this fucking TSA agent, you know. And, and this is this is a show. Sometimes, man, we do our own kind so dirty. So dirty. So, I'm going through TSA for the seventh time, like, in a row. You know, the same TSA, you know, I'm getting my routine out. This motherfucker say, oh, it's something suspicious in your bag. Something suspicious in my bag? What the fuck? I'm like, bro, this is my, this is my seventh, eighth time through this motherfucker. Like, how, how is something being registered now? And he's like, well, I don't, I can't speak for what everybody else. I'm like, what? You can't speak for everybody. Like, bro. I've gone, I've gone through here so many times and I've gotten at least three or four different people. You mean they all missed something that you caught? You know? And I guess maybe he took that as me questioning his authority. So this nigga's determined to find something in my bag. He's going through my bag. He pulls out a jar of shea butter. My shea butter. Now, if you, if you a white listener out there, you're not familiar. Like shea butter to black people is like, it's ambrosia. It's like, that's how black don't crack. Shea butter, cocoa butter, the various butters, the various skin butters, you know, and oils and shit. You know, we we keep it on deck. And my, you know, for everybody got their own preference, but I prefer shea butter, right? And the thing about shea butter is, 
the thing about the TSA is you're not allowed to have any liquids over 3.5 ounces, right? Any liquids, creams, or powders over 3.5 ounces, right? Now, the way to get around that, and this is real fucking weird to me, but you can take a bottle of water, right? So you, if you bring, if you say you come through the TSA with a bottle of water and there's more than three ounces in that, three and a half ounces in that water bottle, they're going to take it from you, right? But if you freeze that water solid and go through, they'll let you take it. They'll let you take a gallon of water through if it's frozen. Long as it's not liquid, that that that's how stupid TSA. Is. Like that. So if you if you're not familiar with shea butter, this shit is hard as a rock. It's like uh, it's like hard as a bar of soap. You know, until you get it warm, you got to get it in your. You got to you know dig in and you know chop you off a slice and, and and get some real friction going in your hands before that shit start to get soft enough for you to spread on your skin. You know. But this dude insists, you know, because it's butter and like he's just, he's just being a dick. It's clear he's just being a dick. I don't know if he's having a bad morning, if I if my tone was off or whatever. Because I was exhausted now because I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep in the airport because um, I have a CPAP machine. Like I need that to sleep, and it's and it's really like like not the type of situation, you know, where you want to do that. So, um, so. I'm, I'm like, I demand to speak to a supervisor. And as the supervisor's walking over, he look, he's looking at this dude like, yo, again, like you again. So he, this is his MO, you know, he's the one that's got to be a fucking dick, you know, but this, for whatever reason, the supervisor always has his back because this nigga looked me dead in my eye. He's like, yo, you can't have, um, liquid over three and a half ounces. I was like, yo, this is not a liquid. He's like, yeah, but you know, it's, I was like, it's shea butter. And he goes, yeah, um, yeah, we're going to treat this as a cream and we're going to have to go ahead and confiscate it. Treat it as a cream? What the fuck did that even mean, my nigga? Treat it as a cream? Cream won't crack your fucking skull open if I throw it at you. If I take a handful of shea butter fresh out the jaw and throw it at you, nigga, you, it's going to hurt. They said they're gonna like like you had to you had to defy your description your the physical description of the item just so you could be an asshole instead of just giving me my fucking shea butter. I know that nigga just wanted it. I had the high quality shit in bulk. Didn't have a problem then or since, but this motherfucker. Fuck the TSA. Everybody be people, people mad at the cops. Fuck the TSA. They these motherfuckers are have this unquestioned authority to just fuck up your day. That's cop level powers. You know, given to people that would otherwise be working at McDonald's or something. Shut down TSA and watch where all those motherfuckers end up. I would love to see. I would love there to be a survey. You know, the vast majority of people can't handle power and we just be randomly giving motherfuckers power with no qualifications, with no prerequisites. This nigga here. We're going to treat it as a cream. I can't even explain it. I was so exhausted from just sitting in the airport for 10, about this time it had been 10, 12 hours that I just, I didn't even have the energy to be, be angry about it, you know? Um, but I, I just have a beef with the T. Like, why do they fuck with people? Like, when they really don't have to. Like, you know that's lotion, nigga. You know that's not an explosive, nigga. 
<sighs> so then, um, as I'm leaving Montana to fly back to Los Angeles, this is the thing too, okay? Usually you don't encounter that kind of dickish move unless you're in a small town or a small city, right? So Billings, Montana is a small city. And their TSA always overzealous. These niggas in the middle of America, you know, when you in one of those places where like, you know, most of the people have joined the military, like that's like a rite of passage. Everybody graduates high school and joins the military. You know, they super, you know, ultra patriotic. Like these niggas is overzealous. They want to be the ones. They want to be the one to catch a terrorist. It's never happened. <laughs> in the whole history of TSA, they haven't caught no terrorists. You know what I mean? Got a lot of people's lotion and shit, though. So, these bitch-ass niggas at the, at the Billings, Montana, TSA, these motherfuckers. So now, I don't have anything. Now, you know, I've all, the, the, the only questionable thing I had was the shade butter, and that was gone five days ago. I'm going back through. This motherfucker takes, he tells me that uh he's got to check my shoulder, just one shoulder. See, like these niggas is hella petty, bro. Then he tells me that uh he asked me if I have a CPAP machine in my bag, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I gotta take that out and run it through. So he grabs my bag and just takes it around some back around the corner and just sends my CPAP. Now, keep in mind, this is a sanitary thing. You know, this thing, I'm breathing in air that's going through this motherfucker. This nigga sends it through the machine because it was wrapped up in the bag. It was wrapped up. This nigga takes it out of the wrapper and just sends it through in this dirty-ass uh, bucket that everybody put their shoes and draw and, and bags and shit in, you know? And then, and then, and sent my bag back through without the machine, and you know, because they was checking to make sure it was... <laughs> And and it has my shit all open. My shit comes out of the machine. Shit spilling all over the place. This motherfucker is not even around to apologize or nothing. You know, so you know what I did in Billings? I took a picture of my ashy ass knuckles and put it in every day that I was in Billings with ashy knuckles. I took a picture and put it in my Insta stories and tagged the TSA. Because fuck them. They can suck my dick, you know, because I'm I'm petty like that. That's really the only power you got to fight back. You can't, you can't goddamn um, challenge them in any meaningful way because you're going to lose, you know, pretty much every time you're going to lose, you know. Speaking of people undoing their authority, I mean, we brought up um, Amber Geiger on the last episode, but um, she's the one that shot both them Gene in his own fucking apartment, said it was her. She got sentenced to, I think she got 10 years. And a lot of people was upset because the mother, uh, the brother hugged the the Amber Geiger after the, after the sentencing. And the judge did too. Now, the judge doing it, that was a bit much. I don't understand that. I don't know her reasoning, her thinking, and I don't think she's given no interviews on it to explain that. But, um, I mean, cause I've seen judges straight fuck people's lives up and, you know, on some petty shit. Um, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a judge have any kind of sympathy, like to that degree. 
But the brother, you know, people are upset about the brother forgiving her. And it's like, man, let that man do what he want to do. You can't tell people how to fucking feel, dog. What the fuck is wrong with you? You can't tell people how to feel. That's bullshit. You know, if he want to forgive. Because, you know, because I, I think. I think people understand what forgiveness is. They think it's, they misunderstand it. They, they think it's something you doing for the other person. You know, and in reality, forgiveness is for you to get that burden off you, to get that acid out your spirit, you know, or you'll end up like me, obsessed with revenge. <laughs> yeah, I get that shit off the spirit, man. Um, so I would not have hugged the bitch, but, uh, I don't begrudge anybody else wanting to do that, wanting to forgive. Sometimes it takes time. I'm one of those people that take time, you know. Maybe in 10, 15, maybe I could hug you. I don't know. Um, but but that, you know, and she probably ain't gonna do all that. She ain't gonna do all that time. You know, it was a, it was definitely a fucking slap on the wrist. You know what I mean? It was definitely a fucking slap on the wrist. Um and but then the crazy shit is. So one of the key witnesses in her case um, was somebody that lived on the same floor as him um, named Joshua Brown. And he testified against the police. And he testified that like his testimony basically made her story sound bullshit because she claimed that she was giving him verbal commands and he and he rushed at her. And the neighbor said he didn't hear none of that. He didn't hear her saying freeze or put your hand, show me your hands or any of that stuff. He just heard two people sound like they didn't recognize each other and then gunshots. Um, so that's what he said. It largely led to her conviction. And, uh, a few weeks later, matter of fact, I think it was a week later, um, he was found dead. And I found um, I found this article from I think this is from the Root. Nobody is buying Dallas's Dallas PD's bullshit story about Joshua Brown's death. The Dallas Police Department just came up with a story so far fetched. So this is from the Root.com. So far fetched. <laughs> I'm going to stop roasting both Empire and Power for some of the ridiculous shit that happens on both of those soapy ass shows that I can't stop watching. Yeah, so he he was shot. Um, in the parking lot of the, of the of his apartment building, um, and what police claim happened, you know, I mean, it's very suspicious. I mean, right away the guy that put away the, the other the cop uh, gets shot, right? Um, and what the police claim happened is that Joshua Brown was dealing drugs. Um, and these three other niggas drove from Florida to Texas to buy marijuana from this guy. A couple pounds of marijuana. Um, the drug deal went bad. Joshua Brown shot one of them. One of the other ones shot him. Um, and then they 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 fled the scene, took their boy to the hospital, and like dropped him off at the hospital, and now they're still at large. Um, and of course, he confessed all this to him on his deathbed, you know, or or while he was in the hospital in critical condition. Um, 
I'm very suspicious. Um, the, the wounded accomplice who was in police custody while hospitalized reportedly told police what happened. In their subsequent investigation, police reportedly found 12 pounds of weed, 149 grams of THC vape cartridges, and over four grand in cash in Brown's apartment. Um, so the article was going to say, let's go ahead and poke some holes in this story, okay? Because no one I know believes a word of this bullshit. First of all, who is crossing state lines and taking penitentiary chances to buy weed from a dude who was just all over the news for testifying against cops? No bullshit. Who's do, who does that? Where they do that? The hottest nigga in the city is selling pounds? Knowing the cops got a vendetta for him? Um, okay, but let's just say he did. How, um, you know, look, I don't have to read this whole fucking article. We all know that this is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the fact that this is, because, you know, obviously Dallas PD uh, vehemently denies that the two that the death is related at all to the trial. It just so happened that the key witness. Because here's another thing. You think this uh, defense attorney wouldn't have found out that the prosecution's key witness is a drug dealer? Anything to discredit this motherfucker? You mean to tell me this dude? Still had drug, all them drugs and shit up in his apartment, knowing the cops had it out for him. You mean to tell me niggas drove that far to buy weed? Uh, you know, it's, and then it went, and then it got physical. Come on, man. Um, and then you know, as if, and as if that wasn't, um. As if that wasn't ridiculous enough, right? Hold on. Another cop in Fort Worth shoots a woman in her own house. You know, Dallas-Fort Worth is like the same area. Police officer Aaron Dean, this was just a couple of days ago. Well, now, now, now former police officer Aaron Dean um, was responding to a, I think they call it like a wellness check. So one of her neighbors noticed that her door was open, right? Um, and called the non-emergency number and asked the cops to uh, to check up on her. And this cop shows up, sees her through the window, and shoots her. When are we going? When are we? When can we start just admitting that some people should not be cops? Some people should not be TSA officers. You know, some people, most people can't handle that kind of power. They can't handle the power to, to, uh, adversely affect other people's lives and shit. They can't handle it. I mean, but you know, they they responded right away 
Well, this guy resigned. The, the chief said he would have fired him if he hadn't resigned. Um, he's been arrested and charged with murder. And we'll see. You know, but it's always the same excuse. I perceive that person as a threat. And that's supposed to... That's supposed to give you, you know, that's that gives you completely complete cover. If you just if you're just scared, that's all it is. And now uh I don't know a Tatiana Jefferson is dead. Because you jumpy nigga. You had no reason to think it was no threat there. You were just checking it. You ain't ring the doorbell, bitch. I don't know. Um I just, I guess I'd be so over talking about all of this, uh, this fucking sad shit. I feel like every fucking podcast is either a mass shooting or a damn unarmed black person is killed by the cops. Every episode, you could probably go through probably the last five, six, seven episodes. Um, maybe I should say some positive shit, you know? Um, what positive shit has happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to Simone Biles. Uh, she's a gymnast. She won her. A record 21st medal at World Gymnastic Championships on Tuesday as the United States retained its women's team all-around title. It was Bao's 15th career gold and broke a tie with Russian gymnast Svetlana Korkinia for the most medals overall by a woman at the World Championship. She's now too short of Vitaly Sherbo's all-time record of 23 amongst men or women. Yo, she's beasting. And... um. And it was, it was Dallas, I mean, it was, uh, what you call it? What am I trying to say? It was, um, fuck. Oh, yeah. And she was a former foster child, you know, which I, I respect the hell out of that because, um, you know, I relate to that. I was also a foster child and, you know, the, the the odds are against you like right away, just right off the jump from uh from the get go. You know. And for her to like make it all the way to be this this unstoppable champion. And she's public about her being a foster kid. There's a lot of successful people out here that were foster kids or or you know that that beat the odds and they don't talk about it as like a point of shame or something you know and i and i get that i don't i don't hold that against those people but it's nice when a public figure is willing to do that and give people a little inspiration you know cuz those kids they you know they're told their whole lives that they're that they're defeated that it's pointless that um you know that the, that the odds are stacked against them that because they don't have a stable childhood, they're going to have all of these, you know, intimacy issues, abandonment issues, you know, uh, anxiety issues, depression issues, and those things continue to follow you throughout your life. So you have a lot to overcome. You have a lot to fight against um, for you to, you know, for you to, to thrive, for you, for you to survive, let alone thrive. And, so it's nice when somebody has made it big that's that big that, you know, that's willing to talk about it openly and private. And, um, you know, I, I respect the shit out of that. Um, 
Oh, shit. This is so fucking ridiculous. People are fucking ridiculous. Uh, Dr. <laughs> can I get to like this? Okay. The headline reads, doctors warn women not to use toothpaste to tighten their vaginas. Who the fuck is doing that? From vaginal steaming to labiaplasty, some women are willing to go to the extremes to attain the perfect vagina. Wow, you don't have to have the perfect vagina if you have the perfect attitude. And just when you think you've heard it all, another bizarre DIY method emerges. <laughs> some women are, some women now are apparently using toothpaste in an attempt to try and tighten their vaginas. Wow. Not to freshen the pussy, but to tighten it. Unsurprisingly, doctors are warning them it's a really bad idea and could do some nasty damage. But it's like, why do you have to warn somebody of that? What? Why are we stopping these people from, from harming themselves? Really? Just let them do it. If you got to tell a motherfucker that this day and age not to put toothpaste in there for China. I mean, really? You can't even swallow that. You got to spit that out. You going to put it in your pussy? If your stomach acid can't handle that shit, your pussy can't handle that shit. Vanessa McKay, consultant, gynecologist and spokesperson for the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, said it is a myth that toothpaste will tighten the vagina. Where did this myth start? Who is spreading this rumor? It, this must have started on 4chan or so. Putting toothpaste into the vagina or on the vulva would not only be uncomfortable, but it could also cause serious damage and disrupt the natural flora of the vagina, leading to the potential for infections like bacterial vaginosis and thrush. Thrush in your pussy, dog. Some kinds of toothpaste contain small particles that could also cause painful microabrasions to the vaginal walls. Yeah, those uh, them damn mint crystals and all that. A medical doctor in Nigeria said he he has seen a recent obsession in women resorting to using toothpaste to tighten up down below. He even went as far as saying that using the dental product on the vagina could leave women infertile. When the vagina can no longer protect itself, the body is prone to infections, which could later destroy the tubes and block the chances of getting pregnant. He urged women not to be body shamed by their partners and to be confident in their own skin. But who is saying that? Who is who is? I'm sorry. I feel like, look, now I'm, I'm not going to speak on the people in Africa because I don't, in Nigeria, because I don't know the education levels over there. But if you're an American, even the worst education, you should know better than to put toothpaste inside your body in any of your orifices. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go in your nose. It doesn't go in your ears. It don't go in your asshole. It doesn't go in your eyeballs. It don't go in your nose. You know, I feel like you 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 should try one of those before you go with, go with your pussy, like the most complicated. <laughs> like why? Uh, I say I say if you if you resort to this, you fucking deserve what happens. It's there's that again, stupid tax. Pay it, pay it, pay it in full. You fucking idiot. Um, I do I do feel my heart goes out to the people that. You know, they want their vagina to be restored <laughs> so badly. Like, what the? F okay. Um, but this is why we. This is why we need scientific education. This is how we end up with flat earthers and moon truthers and nine eleven conspiracy theorists. Is because the the scientific literacy is so fucking low out here. 
We don't teach people scientific literacy. We don't teach, we don't teach kids logic and we don't teach anybody financial literacy. We don't teach the kids none of that shit. And we, so we just raising it. Cause the thing is, this is the best generation there's ever been. The, but this is also the, the, the dumbest generation. Like the smart people are smarter and the stupid people are, are more stupid than they've ever been. It's the, it's like the, the boundaries have been just slid out further. It's just more, there's more opportunity to be, to be educated and there's more opportunity to be a complete fucking idiot. And the majority of people choose idiot because it's comfortable. It's easy, you know, but you know, then you end up with toothpaste in your vagina because it never occurs to you that that might be harmful. You know, you haven't done no experiments. You haven't tested it on other vaginas. I mean, maybe that's not the best way to test it, but you know what I mean? I feel like I've been talking enough. Um, Uh, don't forget our artist spotlight this week is uh, Kayla J from Portland. Kayla J from Portland. Oh yeah. Also, wait a minute. Uh, Happy Columbus Day, or Indigenous Peoples Day, as my hometown uh, uh, has changed it. Washington D.C., uh, maybe Maryland or Virginia. Who knows? Changed it to uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. You know how I feel about Christopher Columbus. I've talked about this ad nauseum fuck that nigga there's so many other people that should have a holiday um but that's the that's the day that's why we was off uh yesterday because columbus day even though this nigga didn't even it would be even even if you set aside all of the other shit columbus did wrong right even if you set aside the fact that uh you know all the genocide and you know, starting the starting the damn sex slave trade and all of that. This motherfucker went to the wrong place. This motherfucker did not discover shit. Like it's complete fraud. <sighs> anyway, so that's being changed to Indigenous People's Day in like 18 states in Washington, DC. So I'm down with that. Anyway, artist spotlight. Uh, Kayla J. The song is called, uh, and you can, hold on, first of all, you can find it, you can go get it, listen to it yourself. Uh, the album is called Dyke. Don't Yield, Keep Enduring. Uh, KaylaJ.com, K A Y E L A J.com. Uh, and the song is called I've Been Nice. Die, die, I'll never deal with this again. Being angry made me wanna live. 
clip so one day I'll get my revenge. I'ma kill everybody slow. Everybody gotta go. You gon' pay for your sins. Better let all your homies know. If I can't get you, I might come for your friends. Pool when you call me fat and call me a dude. I choked on my words like I took the news. Cause my esteem was low and I believed it true. Damn, I should have been more mean to you. I should have fucked you up. I should have bashed your head and I've been dreaming too. I hope I see you again. I've been fainting too. Make you bleed it oof. Cause the whole world been bringing me down, making me feel undeserving. That's why I let you treat me bad. I thought I wasn't worthy. You hurt me. This the last time I let you scare me. Nigga, you thought you was the goat. You were bustin' this last time. Let my boys get caught in my throat. Next time, I'ma let you niggas know, and I hope y'all try me again, 'cause I won't be so nice. I've been so fucking nice, like my flow so nice, so fucking nice, like a rich on froze, so nice, way too fucking nice, all through all my life, all too fucking nice. Now y'all niggas. Just a story. 